You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Well, I was extremely surprised at the reception KP got throughout the night. Now, I expected it at the beginning. I did. I expected a lot of booze at the beginning. But I thought as the game wore on, that would change. Well, it did not. And early, it affected him. There's no question it did. No question. But that became the side story to this. The big story to this game, ladies and gentlemen, was the fact that Dennis Smith Jr. had his best game as a Nick. And it's not even close. He had his best game as a Nick. He came in. He set the tempo. He actually played like a point guard. He dished. He had great passes to Mitchell Robinson, who had some thunderous dunks. He did a very nice job. Hit a couple of threes. Paced the offense. Did a fabulous job. Dennis Smith Jr. ended up 5 of 12, 2 of 4 from 3, 13 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds. Brilliant game from him. Obviously, the man tonight was Morris Jr., Morris Sr. And Morris was poor in the first half. But boy, in the second half, when they needed him for some big baskets, including what ultimately turned out to be the game winner, which was a basket over Doncic late, that was the game. So he was excellent in the second half. And yes, I'm going to give Julius Randle some credit. And I'm going to give Coach Fisdale some credit too. Because what he did was he sat him for a long stretch in that second quarter. And that allowed Mitchell Robinson to get going. That allowed uh, Dennis Smith Jr. to get going. Even off that bench, which played well. Bobby Portis played well tonight, 10 points in 17 minutes. He had some big shots. Damian Dotson saw some playing time, seven points in 23 minutes. He had some good shots. And so I liked what Fizdo did in sitting Julius Randle. So when you got to him later in the game, Randle was able to not hurt you too badly. Still had six turnovers. Still holds on, still handles the basketball too much for my, my taste. But 17 points and 10 rebounds. I'd like the shooting percentage to be a little better, but I'm nitpicking. For me, he had a pretty good game. Frank Nilakina, defensively solid, as always. Shooting, ugh, it just, it's 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 a work in progress, right? <laughs> That's what we'll say. It's a work in progress. Five points in eighteen minutes, but some very solid defense in key moments of the game. And R.J. Barrett had a decent game, three of ten. Not shooting well, but a nice dunk, a nice spin move. Had uh, seven rebounds in the game. Uh, so you know, a steal, a couple of assists. So I like what I saw from him. So all in all, this was a big Nick effort. And just overall, yes. They had some lapses on defense. Yes, they had some miscommunications. But the way they played in fighting back, and when they lost the lead, they didn't hang their heads. They came back and continued to play. And that's what you want to see. That's all you want to see from this team. And we go over this, we say this over and over. Do they have a lot of talent? No, they don't have a lot of talent. We got that. Are they going to make the playoffs? No, they're not going to make the playoffs. We understand that. But what you like is what you saw tonight. 
crashing the boards, doing a very nice job on the offensive rebounding side of the ledger, which was excellent. I mean, 15 offensive rebounds. That's what you want from this team. What do you think? 1-800-919-3776. Charlie and Woodside, lead us off on ESPN New York tonight. Larry, how you doing? Good, Charlie. Uh, I'm good. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on this week with the Knicks and, of course, the sign-stealing stuff more developed. But I actually want to talk about this game. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm, I was really thrilled how the crowd boo poisoning his whole all the time. And I actually really was thrilled. I mean, I mean, compared to, like, uh, Carmelo when he came back, it was, well, I mean, every single, I mean, play, the free throw and the free throws and everything, they were all over him. And I, I, and I was kind of a little scary when he had that dunk to end that third quarter. I was like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. But in the fourth quarter, he and Doncic only combined for, like, two points. Oh, we only had, we each had two points, similar to the game uh, last Friday. Mm-hmm. But but we saw some defensive last for the Knicks not boxing out. I mean, I mean, was it a Seth Curry that put back? Yeah, uh, that yeah was, nearly that was, missed him. Like, forgot to put the body uh, on him. I know, I know. That was like, oh my goodness. I was like, oh my god, are we going to blow this game again? But but I see. I mean, Mitchell Robinson was so big. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, he he was he was so. I mean, he was so big in this game. And Dennis Smith finally show I finally showed up. Hopefully, he continues to, continues to play well and everything. But Tonight, I think overall, I think this team, whole team was, you know, of course, the turmoil over this week with the, the, the Smills and Perry, all those stuff, Fizdale, all we got. But it came together, and I was glad to hear, I mean, this team uh, put together on national television. Absolutely, Charlie, and thanks for the phone call. And that was my biggest fear. If you listen to me filling in for Allen before the game started, uh, that was I, that's what I thought. They were going to embarrass me on national TV and Porzingis was going to have the night of his life at the Garden. And listen, he had a, he had a pretty good performance. You know, he, he was solid. You know, 20 points, 7 of 17 shooting, 11 rebounds, couple of blocks, three blocks, couple of turnovers. You know, he wasn't terrible. But and, can I just say something? Tonchi is 10 of 23 for 30. I mean, 33 points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds. The numbers are great. But his shot selection just drives you nuts. Oh, you look at the shot selection. You're like, where are you shooting? I know you have confidence. I know you have range, but you've got to be kidding me. And the thing with him, 3 of 12 from three-point range. Just couldn't get it done. Just really had a tough, tough night. Mike's in Queens. Hey, Mike, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. Good evening, Larry. How are you? I'm okay, Mike. What's going on? Uh, to the uh, New York uh, Knicks fans, you took the blueprint of the New York Islander fans of the John Tavares, constant booing, yelling and screaming Knicks fans, well done. You made me proud. That's how you give a proper return to KP. Booing. So good job. Uh, the Knicks... For them to win, it's good to get some save some face, play some defense, and actually have the garden alive. Can they keep it going? And but mm-hmm. Frank, uh, but Larry, why is Frank Nealakina shooting the ball in crunch time? He's 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 a defender. He's shooting. He can't do that. So why is he like the shooting guard? They need, I, I Barrett maybe, but. Well, the Knicks, for them to be KP and to boom constantly, for one night, it's a good day to be a Knicks fan. 
You're right, Mike. Thanks for the phone call. And interesting rotation tonight for the Knicks. And you, it's interesting you bring that up, Mike, because we didn't get to see Alonzo Trier, for exact, for instance. Uh, Wayne Ellington didn't really play at all. Um, maybe he got in for a second. Uh, so it was a short backcourt rotation. And really, you were forced. Nilakina was in position where he had to put up some shots. And yeah, you were a little concerned about that, but you know what? They were able to hold on. And you're right. I was concerned, Charlie, and, and Mike, you both brought it up. I was a little disturbed when Nilakina didn't box out and Seth Curry just runs right in and just tips it in. You're like, uh oh, come on now. It can't be like that. Stu's in Queens. Hey, Stu, you're next on 9870 ESPN. Hey, Larry. Good night, man. How are you? I'm all right, Stu. What's going on, partner? All that, you know, how funny it is. If the Jets and the, you know, the Knicks could play the Dallas teams every week, we'd be looking <laughs> good, let me tell you. But, you know, <laughs> I just want to give a shout-out to the coach, man, Fisdale, because he's been getting heat, even from your colleagues. Mike, Don, and Peter, like today, they were blasting, like he would be fired tomorrow if he loses this game, you know? And Porzingis would have over seven three-pointers in this game, and they would destroy the Knicks. This is, their opinions were, you know, way off today, let me tell you, because they're not basketball minds, you know, but they should have some basketball people talk about basketball. Well, but to I'm be fair to them, but to, to be fair to them, Stu, with the way the Knicks have played at the Garden, you really no, didn't know, know what to expect. Right. You, you really didn't know. A chance. You got to give them a chance. This is a new team, you know, and the gelling thing. You know they got to mesh together, and they, you know they got to work together. It's a new team, new, you know, different players. You got to mesh in order to you know be successful. So mm-hmm. you got to understand each other. Well, there's no question about that, Stu. Thanks for the phone call, but still. You're right. You need time to grow. You need time to learn each other. We know they didn't have the point guard. We could go over this over, over, and over again. But when you watch a team that was so bad, so bad, that the president and general manager came down and spoke after a 30, after a 30 plus point loss after a game, they've been struggling. To be fair, they've been struggling. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. The Portland Trailblazers have signed Carmelo Anthony. I told you guys last season, that's where he needed to go. That would be the perfect place for Carmelo Anthony, would be in Portland. Hopefully he can get add to their scoring and he can have a good season and you know get to the postseason again and let's see what he can do. The Nets are on the road in Denver, and there was a big scare with the situation with the... Um, I'm looking at the... Uh, just caught my attention. Cleveland and Pittsburgh. And Miles Garrett snatched the helmet off and hit somebody in the head with it. It's like, what, what's going on? And so there's just a... a Melee, it's just everybody's stunned with what's going on. He was ejected, of course, and there's, you know, I don't know how long, I don't know when he'll be back. <laughs> I mean, that should be a season long suspension. There's no question about that. Um, but I was going to say was Kyrie Irving 
has some shoulder problems. There was some thought that he might miss this game tonight. But he is uh, in the game, and he's playing well as the Nets and Denver Nuggets. Nuggets do not look like the same playoff team they were last year. They really don't. They are struggling. They are really, really struggling. And defensively, they have uh, no clue. They're really struggling here. Nets with a 61-49 lead over Denver. Back to the phones on the next win over Dallas. Let's go to Carlton in Sa- in uh, Sayetteville. Hey, Carlton, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, good evening, Larry. I, I want to say this quickly. I yep. see you and your colleagues, you guys like rap, rock, and R&B, and that's a good thing. And the music is very nice, you know, but no one seems to like jazz. I just want to tell you that I want you to pick up a contemporary jazz artist by the name of uh, Ronnie Jordan. I don't know if you're up on him or not, but please just pick it up. And when I call you back, I want you to find out, I want you to tell me rather how you like it. It's called The Antidote. It is an incredible contemporary jazz album. He plays guitar. So that's what I want to say with that first. Okay, I'm going to call you back, Larry. Call The Antidote by Ronnie Jordan. Mm -hmm. Now, the other thing is that I'm I'm a Knicks fan from back in the day, and Hubie Brown always employed that second unit. He coined the phrase. And the thing is, is that I'm surprised, since we don't have any great players on this team, how Fitz hasn't a lot of DMPs and see, I have a little, and I like Fitz and clearly the team loves Fitz. But the thing is, is that he doesn't, he doesn't play certain players. And so I wonder why, because since the te- he had, the, we have a lot of good players, but we don't have anybody great. So we should be having nine players playing on a regular with a certain rotation every night. That's my opinion with that. And so now keeping that in mind, by employing that method, this game, you know, you got a lot of contributions from a lot, a lot of players. Yep. If Mitchell wasn't hurt, Gibson probably wouldn't have been another DNP. Now, I know Tria didn't play, you know, and it, personally, I like Tria. And I, and I was wondering why he wouldn't be in the game also. But that's my take on it. I want to hear what your take is. And don't forget Ronnie Jordan, the antidote. All right, Carlton, I got it. Thanks for the phone and- call. And um, I will be sure to pick that up and and tell Ronnie, um, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing what his uh, what his music is because you know, wow, that's that's quite an endorsement. The Knicks tonight had what? Uh, Mitchell Robinson had 16. Uh, Portis had 10. So that's 26. Dennis Smith Jr. with 13. It's 39. Dotson with seven, 46, and Kevin Knox had six. So they got 52 points off their bench tonight. Things are happening at night. Yes, it was, and that was a big night for them at the Garden, and they needed those points because really when they went to the bench, that's when things changed. That's when the tempo changed. That's when the momentum changed a little bit. And even though the guys were able to get to a lead, the starters, the bench kept it going. And that's why I said for me, Dennis Smith Jr. tonight had his best game as a net because of what he was able to do. And he took control of the game. And that's what I liked about what he was able to do. He passed the ball. He found his, he, he shot some key shots. He knew where to go. He didn't, he didn't try to force any shots. He took some shots, you know, within the foul circle from the foul line within there. I, I like what he did. I like how he played. The question's going to be now, as it was the last time the Knicks won <laughs> against the Dallas Mavericks. Can they string some wins together? That's your next question. Is this going to be the outlier or will they be able 
to come back and start a little streak and put some things, put, put some positive wins and some, and string some positive performances together. Because what the next game they've got is the Charlotte Hornets. All right. So will they be able to do that? We should just worry about this game tonight, right? Erickson Yonkers. Hey, Eric, you're next on 9870 ESPN. Hey, Larry, thanks for taking the call. You got it, uh, What's happening? You know, New York sports as a whole has been so bad. So tonight, I said, you know what? Let me watch this Ranger game. The Rangers are doing all right. Uh, I'm not going to watch the Knicks. And then uh, I find myself after the first period, uh, you know, going Looking back to the fourth year. Yeah, looking at the Knicks, and, you know, I will say, yeah, they played good tonight, but it's just nothing to get excited about. You know, I mean, they won by three. Yeah, they looked all right, but, uh, you know, I just, I'm not getting my hopes up. This is what it's going to be for the whole season. Do I think they're going to be able to string some wins together? Nah, not really. But, you know, we'll see what happens. But on another note, Cody Mello is back in the league. I know, right. I know you were uh, happy about that. But, you know, yes. I just want to, you know, I know some people who work for the Knicks organization, and from what I heard, you know, the Knicks, not that they made an offer, but they spoke to Melo. Melo was speaking to a few other teams, and the problem there was I know he did not want to play for the vet, veterans minimum, and that's what he was getting offered. But so, you know what, Eric? Here's the what, thing. Here's the thing, and thanks for the phone call. I, I don't think coming back here would have been the right thing for Carmelo. I don't. Where he's going, I think, is the best place for him. It's a team that he can come off the bench. It's a team where he can get some scoring. It's a team that is not relying on him to be the third or fourth, the, the, the third, the, the top or second scorer. Okay, he's the third or fourth scorer on that team, and that's perfect for them because they need some scoring coming up front. They need some help. With their backcourt. So definitely, I think it's a good move for him. I like him in there. I liked him in Portland. I thought about it before. I thought Portland would be the best place for him. Um, listen, Eric, I understand that you're entitled to your opinion about the Knicks, but we have killed them for lack of effort. We have killed them for not playing defense. We've killed them for not passing the ball around. We've killed uh, Coach David Fisdale for not making the adjustments, and tonight he broke out his zone defensively to, to try to change the defensive tempo with, uh, with Dallas. So, listen, they played well tonight, and so you have to give them credit when they play well. You can't just dog them all the time. Oh, they played, they get a win. Yeah, yeah, so they won. It doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. It does matter because people's jobs are at stake. And that's clear. So it does matter. And yeah, it, will they win some more games? We don't know. Will they, will they string some wins together? You're right. Probably, maybe they won't. But at least for tonight, they looked like a competitive NBA team. And you can't say that for many of the nights that they've played. That's why they've started three and nine after their 12 games because they haven't given you that effort. They've, they've shown, they've had a glass jaw when teams have challenged them and bounced back at them. And when they've had leads and teams have come past them, they've disappeared. That's the way it's been because of situations where we've seen previous from them where they have not been able to answer the challenge when folks got back at them and challenged them and played defense and put some runs together. Okay, there was no, there was no, you even saw when Doncic got 
hot in the first half. You saw people going on and challenging him at the three-point line. You didn't see that with uh, against Chicago the other night. You didn't see that. You saw that tonight. So these are the things you want to see. These are the adjustments that you want to make sure that this team makes. That's what you want. That's what you want to listen to. Just to get a, a couple of uh, thoughts on the game from uh, Coach David Fisdale, because once again, as I said, he's been the guy that's been under fire here. He's been the guy that's that's taken a lot of heat, and in a lot of ways, rightfully so, because some of the ways you look at this team, the team has not looked like they've been prepared to play. They just haven't. And tonight, that was not the case. Tonight was a case where they were ready. And, um, you know, it was good to see them respond and do well and fight back and find a way to win a game, which previously we've watched them lose <laughs> on more than one occasion. We've seen them lose games like this. So for them to bounce back tonight and get a win, it was good. Uh, once again, talking about some of the adjustments that David Fisdale made. I like the shortened bench. I would have liked to possibly see Alonzo Trier a little bit because on the, on the times when they were struggling scoring, they went through a couple of stretches in the third where, you know, started the third where both teams were struggling, but I would have liked to see them maybe there, but it appears that Damian Dotson has surpassed Alonzo Trier on the, on the playing time list for the past couple of games. He's gotten off the bench before Trier was, was playing and Dotson was sitting. Now it looks like his flip. So we'll see if that continues. It just seems as though that it's a lot about what he's seeing in practice and what he's seeing in, um, you know, during this practice and what he's seeing when he's working these guys out. So nevertheless, big win for the Knicks tonight, 106-103. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.